the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 510. I got one more quick Cuddy Corner shout out. Oh, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, what's your other Cuddy Corner shout out, real quick? So uh, this Cuddy Corner shout out, I had to sub at the middle school this past week. And while there, I noticed a group of boys after they came out of class uh, making, like, forming, like, this little, like, half circle next to this wall outside by the playground. And I thought to myself, God damn it, I'm going to catch these boys tagging on the wall. I can't believe this, right? So I walk over there. By the time I get there, I notice the boys are no longer in the circle. In fact, they're in a the line. They're not tagging on the wall. They got their phone. They prop the phone against the wall and doing a damn TikTok dance. I ain't never been so mad in my life. I almost went off on the whole group of them. I couldn't believe these boys over here TikTok. It made me miss gangbanging. This shit is getting good. Brad Miller, Chris Middleton, shit getting good. Okay. Couldn't cut a shout out goes to my old lady crying that her friend at work got fired. You like her. I don't know why she like her so much. Been crying all day. Hey, Jared, what's, what's, do we still have an episode up? The one we did, the crazy one with Jesus and Nathan? Yeah. All right, I got it. I was telling, uh, Telling someone about it, and they're like, "I got to hear this one." Well, how long did it take you to come out with that show? Mm, like uh, yeah, months? No, it was a couple weeks. I mean, y'all talking about it? I thought it was a couple of months. No, it just took a while. I had to... Brandon came and recorded. We did that episode, and then dude, we did. It. We Pedro, we basically recorded four hours, right? Six hours in one oh. weekend. Six hours in one weekend, Pedro. It started with us, with Nathan Asus, and that was a pure shit show. You I, gave I Jared you. something and not me, Nathan? Hey, if it was I'm wearing that new clothes for you. Let the podcast begin. <laughs> I'm wearing new clothes this for you. This is something that I've been thinking about. I ripped tags off. Everything I'm wearing, I ripped tags off. You guys got, like, these good stories of meeting Nathan. I met him at a goddamn free clinic. Nathan was in there lying, talking about he needed, he was just there for, for getting a physical for his job. <laughs> <laughs> You dunk your balls in ice water mm-hmm. and boosts the testosterone levels. Jesus so is start such start a source of women. wisdom. That's racist. This is a racist <laughs> program. I'm not white racist. You don't feel the racism? <laughs> so, so Jared's like, call me the next day. Hey, we got to record. We For some reason, we recorded on a Saturday night. Because they had a hotel room. He's like, oh, I want to I wanna do like a little recording hotel. I'm going to have a hotel. Y'all should come through. Yeah, we recorded for a little bit with them. Before and then, Gary had a hard time editing and you're talking about man, I, I can't edit this. I'm having a hard time editing. Yeah, I remember the whole yeah. we had called Brandon to come in, but then we had Jesus and Nathan again the next morning. We just that was all day, two straight days of recording. Yeah, it had to be a, a flashback episode because y'all, y'all niggas was high and drunk. 
on cocaine. They was all high and drunk. No, yeah, yeah they were. We were sober. That was the problem. We nah, Aaron, you weren't sober either. Aaron, I drove over there. Sober. You I was not sober. No, I drove. I drove. No, no, I we drove did two you. separate cars. Aaron, dude. I, I remember you did, Aaron, you was lit. I think Nathan is the type that pulls out, screams like he's had, like he's, like he's, like he's having his orgasm, and then go find another girl to have sex with. I'm not afraid of being. We're gonna do this intervention, my friend. <laughs> we love you. We're here, but we love you. Is that how intervention start? What are you supposed to say? Hold on, let me look this up. <laughs> you know, when you grow up a black man, there's a reason I have my phone, like the Google, uh, like notification on like location tracking on. Because I want, I want that day they accuse me of a of a murder or some shit. Of one of my ex girlfriend dies, and you know that she didn't like me or some shit. Her sister didn't like me and started accusing me. I want them to look at my phone and see this motherfucker was in his window stroking off. <laughs> we'll I see. Pull out. I'm the pullout king. <laughs> I, no, don't, don't. You better talk to him, Jerry. You better tell him my pullout game better than Obama's. The statue of limitations oh, over. You're not gonna get in trouble. No, they were drunk as shit. I drove. And then I surely wasn't going to drink because those assholes put all the fucking ice in the sink in the bathroom for some reason. Now, who gets a, a bag of ice and then throws it in the sink in the bathroom? Where people, and then someone would have dropped the deuce. Someone would have dropped the deuce during that time. Mm -mm. Somebody dropped the deuce. I'm like, I'm not touching ice that's sitting in the sink where someone dropped the deuce open in the sink, too. Exactly. Dookie residue all on ice. Articulate matter, as some would say. Anyways, all right, well, uh, let's get ready to start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. We got some bonus content from the professor popping up. Be ready for that. And listen to our sports conversation with Professor Cleveland. And uh, be sure to check out his projects, Black Excellence Project. And A King in Paradise, tagged in our last episode, episode 727, Affirmative Assets in Action. And we are here with... No, oh, this is AG3, Ben. AG3, tired, coming at you. Not fast at all, because I'm tired. Coming at you like NBA Summer League, just whack. Here's your sound bite. Guys, I hope your flight is going well. Say hi to my friend. Hi. Drink up. Why you want to get me drunk? You want to see my dick? <laughs> oh, you got to send that to Jesus, Jerry. <laughs> Jesus said nothing in that group. As many jokes Jesus say to nothing about Thai lady boys. <laughs> he over there trying to front. <laughs> she might be a real woman. I don't know, but that's still hilarious. He's a real woman. She looked like a real woman. She didn't have no Adam's apple or nothing. And we are here with. Yeah, it's everybody's favorite truck driver or mediocre, one or the other. Captain Pfeiffer, uh coming at you like Eli Crane up here in Prescott. Getting a little tired of you color folks trying to mix in and trying to evolve and be equal. There's a sound bite. I wish I had 10,000 tongues just to thank you. If I were Chinese, I'd say, oh dear. If I were Danish, I'd say, manga talked. If I were Italian, I'd say, grazia. If I were Hebrew, I'd say, toda raba. If I were Greek, I would say, eucharisto. If I were Japanese, I'd say, doma arigato. If I were Portuguese, I'd say, obrigado. If I were Spanish, I'd say, muchas gracias. If I were German, I'd say, danke schön. 
If I were French, I'd say merci beaucoup. If I were Russian, I'd say spasiba. If I were Kenyan, I'd say ashanta. If I were Nigerian, I'd say eje pupu. If I were Zulu, I'd say ingiabunga. If I were Sutu, I'd say keyaliboha. If I were deaf, I'd say, but since I am who I am, and I've got what I've got, and I feel what I feel, I'll just say, thank you, thank you. Praise your name. The reason why I stopped going to church. Like, <laughs> way too much cooning. Mm. Y'all think cooning was the best part of church, Pedro? Yeah, it's, it's, but it's getting worn on me and too much stuff is happening to where all the cooning is allowing people to get away with stuff that they shouldn't be. All right, and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Let's see. Let's go with this one. This was going to be a uh, Pedro's before I found that church one. So let's see what this one is. I don't remember what this one is. Thank you. Thank you. You married? No. You look so good. You go to bars and stuff no, like I'm, that. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Pedro macking on the corner. That's what they. <laughs> this would all look like macking if I was homeless. All right. Well, uh, let's get to some news. In news this week, in news, San Francisco has a new real superhero. His quest to stop and confront bippers and other thieves slash criminals in the act. His name is Boots. Here's a news clip from the Channel 7 News. He's lived in San Francisco for over 20 years, and lately, instead of going by his legal name, people call him... I'm called Boots. Working from outside rather than inside. Covering his face with a ski mask to protect his identity, Boots walks around his neighborhood, Fisherman's Wharf, looking like this, and with a non-lethal weapon on his waist that looks like a gun. His goal is to scare off thieves from breaking into cars. The criminals are getting to know us. Every day is a small victory. You know, uh, you chase them off from one corner. For years, he's captured videos of car breakings, and now he says frustration led him to take matters into his own hands. He says he's doing it to help the area where he lives and owns a business. The tourists aren't going to come here. The business of some people that you know, have lived here and uh, been here for their entire lives, and it's not fair. According to SFPD's incident data, on average, there are 67 thefts from vehicles every day in San Francisco. Yesterday, while Boots was walking in the area, SFPD arrested him for brandishing an imitation firearm, which is a misdemeanor. We don't recommend anyone doing that. What do you guys think about San Francisco's vigilante slash uh, superhero, Boots? He's going to be dead real soon. Well, I, I mean, he's got a weapon. I wouldn't be a sidekick, but I got to use a real gun. Well, come on, Sammy. You bad. Shoot me. No, man, would you shut up, man? That's something I didn't tell you. What? I got to paint a target on my ass. Yeah, I'm going to use a fake <laughs> you gun. You could be the sidekick that uses real lethal force. It's like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. We're not doing that. <laughs> I got to shoot that nigga. In other news, in other news, compliments of uh, It's Uncle Dub. Shout out to Woody, our homie over there, the Sports Wagon Podcast. Saw this uh, posted earlier this week. Um, in other news, 
GOP presidential candidate and front runner behind everyone else that's ahead of him, Vivek Ramaswamy, once again is making headlines because he wants to fund education. All right. However, he wants to do that only if they get rid of teachers unions. Here's a clip. Abolish the Department of Education, not because I am anti-education, but because I am pro-education and the federal government is actually delivering poorer results for our kids. So I would take that money and distribute it to, to states to fund underfunded school choice programs. But in order to receive that, those states have to abolish teachers unions. Full stop. If you're a public school teacher and you are unionizing, think about who you're unionizing against. You're unionizing against the public, the kids you're supposed to represent. That's backwards. We're going to fix it. And that allows those public schools to actually compete against those private schools and charter schools mm -hmm. that aren't encumbered by those same teachers unions as handcuffs. All right. What do you guys think about this revolutionary <laughs> idea of funding education? Jared, that's not a revolution. That's stupid. His idea is stupid as hell, man. There's a reason why charter schools don't even make it and, and teachers burn out. Charter school teachers last like an average of like two and a half years. Not even that. They don't make it because they, they work more hours. There's no union to protect them. They have to do everything. There's no uh, charter schools don't have the support staff other schools have. Usually the teachers work early and work late. They work there. The after school program itself at charter schools. And they also work longer hours. There's more days in a charter school. There's more summer days. But Vivek Ramaswamy looks like he knows what he's talking about and talks no, he, with a tone as a good, he does. He's doing a good job of making it seem like he knows what he's talking about. Dude might get five votes. <laughs> uh, Vivek Ramaswamy looked like a black dude with a bad haircut. This magic moment. Look at his haircut. He's like me if I grew my hair out. Uh, he looks much lighter than you, but yeah. I guess. Look, look, if I grew my hair out, that's what my hairline would look like. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, Jared. There's no need wasting against this idiot, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, so, like like Aaron said, that's what my daughter does. You know what my daughter's doing? Working at a private charter school. She's at the school weekly painting the damn wall because they asked her to. Yep. That's they're the thing. not paying her. They People just don't say, last oh, long. People don't she, last she, long. She, they in there. They're in there. Those those teachers are in and out. Um, they their turnovers really high. They had to give her. They actually gave her a twenty thousand dollar raise, which I was shocked. But then they start asking for stuff. Hey, can you do the hallway? Can you uh, can you take these extra students in? Can you do eighth grade uh, art teaching now? <laughs> they found a bunch of them. It's, and it's, it's, I'm like, dude. So yeah, you need unions to protect. You know. Unions are good for protecting. They don't well, for education. They don't just protect them. The teachers they protect. They protect the students. The students like, they create. They create a structure. Yeah. The unions help create a structure that's actually more advantageous. That's actually leads to things being more advantageous for the for the students. So you don't mistreat. You already got. You already watching people's kids. And each kid has his own culture, his own attitudes. Already have too much on your plate for people to try to abolish the union and have teachers out there working. Uh, and, man, you start putting that, that money in the state fund. Some fool like Brett Favre is going to build a school. He's going to build a volleyball so complex in oh, his yeah, name. <laughs> he's going to build somebody. Going to build a gym. 
Yeah, that money's not going to go to. I've got a great idea, Vivek Ramaswamy. Because the unions don't take money. <laughs> they only are a bit like, it's not like the unions are like, we're going to steal the money from this fund. No, how about you just fund the school, fucking school districts or the states with the money and give them directives of what they can spend it on? How about that? And how about yeah. instead of cutting taxes on the mega corporations, which have individual rights, tax them so there's more money to invest in this system that you're hating on. But you know what, what he's doing here? You know really what he's doing? He's a Republican. He's a b- businessman who has great ideas, which are usually about limiting the power of the individual or the marginalized group, the, the groups that are not at the top of the power structure, and maintaining a, a sense of leverage and control for those who are in power. That's every idea. The voting idea, raising the voting age to 25 for first, first-time voters, you have to be 25 instead of 18. What kind of shit is that? Oh, the people in power, you reduce the lower, younger age. Here, get rid of teachers unions. Oh, the people in power that can, you know, you got DeSantis is, who is making, you know, top-down decisions about what a state can and can't teach. Basically governing the classroom, even though they say they want no government in the classroom, no government here, no government there. Governing what is allowed to be taught, you know what I'm saying? And then those teachers have no protection, have no, you know, safety net. They can get fired or pink slipped with no protections, with nothing. So you telling me the people that you need to be able to do these jobs, so some of these states were just hiring random people being like, hey, man, we're going to hire a vet. If you were a veteran, you can get a job as a teacher automatically. <laughs> like that kind of shit is happening. I'm like, bruh, like if we if it, you see how seriously they take the art or the craft of teaching and the profession of teaching, the labor or the effort, physical and cognitive that goes into teaching and being a quality, good educator it shows you what they feel about it. They think it's something anybody can do, and they don't think that you should have any protections that they will give to any of their stakeholders and investors in a in a heartbeat if they can. So, f- I promise, Swami. F- and, f- you know what I'm saying? F- and, that's racist. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, that's really racist. It's racist. I don't know why. Jerry, you like spending a lot of time on people you don't like. <laughs> don't understand that. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you uh, flat, your black flat top habit, <laughs> your dark <it> cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, Vivek Ramaswamy's idea doesn't get pushed in anywhere near the forefront of legislation that they should be doing with the Department of Education or anybody. So, uh, right. I think I'm voting for Andrew Yang. Is that his name? The dude that he been running this year. No, probably not. <laughs> He's the one who's trying to give everybody like a thousand or twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and we need, we need, we need that. You no, know, well, we we need it if he can pass it, which he probably won't be able to pass. But yeah, we need that, man. Yeah, yeah. Need that $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, yeah, man, that'll right. help. What I'll help with rent. That help with rent. If you know what, if I can have half or more of my rent paid for, and I can take that money and put it towards things, buying things and reinvesting into local businesses. That reinvesting in local businesses. Yeah. Dude. You know, I got my restaurant. That was tra- so basically you're saying your vote's up for sale. Well, no, no, it's not a for sale. $1,000. I don't think I voted. No, no, no. Well, the thing about Andrew Yang was that he put it, he brought it to the forefront as a concept. You know, Stockton was like first city in America that started doing Speaking the, you know, which they started giving people money monthly payments so that they can put that towards, you know, basically housing or whatever uh, other bills and, and expenses they have. It's almost like getting it's almost like getting a rebate or a refund on your taxes and you're getting it back on a monthly basis, whatever. 
there's a lot of people, there's a lot of corporations and very rich people that they legislate, they throw money at these politicians so they can get those buybacks, rebates, whatever you want to call them. And no, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm not, you're that. missing the argument. I'm not arguing against rebates. I'm arguing against some guy that's promising to give you money for, so you can vote for him. Oh, no, no. I, I liked it. I liked his idea because he brought it to the forefront and he said, this is something that I'm willing to put yeah, out. So he same thing. He was trying to buy as, a vote. I don't think I don't think that's buying a vote. I think that that is saying, hey, this is something that I want to be part of. What is the common experience for our citizens and a common privilege or a common benefit for our for our citizens that you will get this uh, to help you subsidize with because everything everything has gotten more expensive since then. You know, saying rent hasn't gone down. Nothing's getting cheaper. And even that thousand or whatever he offered, that would still have to change as time goes on, because he could get that passed and they're like, well, we'll do a thousand. But in five years, we'll make sure we'll make sure we make everything nice for our corporations to still inflate things. So it's five times uh, cost of everything. And once again, people are, you know, getting pennies on the dollar to be able to pay for expenses. I think there's a lot of things that for a Bernie Sanders or for a Andrew Yang that are they're being called radical Democrats or whatever, um, or AOC and 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 the and the squad. Like some of the things that they're pushing back on or some of the things they're they're putting to the forefront are things that need to be put out there so people can hear about them. There's so much disinformation or so many lies that just get retold and retold and retold by some of these different, you know, interest groups or these politicians that people slowly just start to accept them as fact, even though they aren't the truth. They can't do this. We can't do that. That would cost too much money. There's so much money that is being pulled and extracted. We are just a mine to a lot of these corporations. They're extracting more and more value, more and more wealth, offshoring the labor, offshoring the means of production, so that eventually this is just gonna be a barren ass mine of a country with a bunch of people who can't yeah, afford to live here. Shit out your, uh, on this one week off, I was hoping you get this shit out your system with the friends you went camping with. Nah, man. <laughs> so I ain't gotta hear about this shit on the show. This is one of my triggers, just like your triggers is Bippers or Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, or, but, but my triggers come out fun, funny and happy. And not soapboxes. No, my triggers come out as speaking yeah, the truth. Preachy. Speaking the truth into existence. That's part of what this world needs. You like Captain, you like that Captain America winter this winter soldier and uh Falcon show. Came Ooh. out preachy. Oh, uh, see, I didn't watch that shit. See, see, I'm not being controlled by the man's mainstream media and Bob Iger, who's a greedy fuck. Being preachy again. <laughs> no, nah, you just watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Disney is is you know somewhat of a crazy evil corporation though they own everything all the same Jared you either watch Disney you watch Netflix it's all now the same. I, you watch Hulu you watch no they're not the same Hulu? Amazon you watch no, Amazon Hulu, Hulu, no that's not true. this is sort of like you know you can't be selective and with your wokeness right you can't be selective this is like the same people who sit there and argue with me that how much they hate British you know England and you know during World Cup because they're colonizers, but then they root for Spain. It's like, what the fuck, man? You know, it's same shit, right? Like they both colonizers. They both the language is spoken on other sides of the world because they both colonize. So it's like, fuck it. Either you forgive you, you, you say, fuck it. Let me watch and enjoy this tournament. Or don't be so selective with your don't be so self-selective with your whatever your, or you do your like, values are. You, or you do like me, blame everything on Africa for not fighting back. You talk about the Hutus and the Tutsis. Look what's going on in Zimbabwe now with Mugabe. We got a problem, black folk. I'm watching Netflix and Amazon. Fuck Disney. I'm gonna watch Amazon. Well, if you didn't know, the WGA 
and the Screen Actors Guild are about to go on strike. WGA has already been on strike. Yeah, I was about to uh, say the actors are about to go on strike, and uh, they're pretty pissed off because some comments made by Bob Iger this week. So it has something to do with what I'm saying. Well, I mean, uh, he's he's yeah, he's a greedy bastard. I mean, let's he's the mouthpiece. He's, he's not the, the only greedy the, bastard, Garrett. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's the only greedy bastard. I'm using that as an example. He was an example because that's what was talked about this weekend. People, there's actors who are upset about it, speaking out against it too. Man, as much money as they made, fuck them. No, they see this is the thing, Aaron. See, this is where you need to get on some more regular internet because you 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 you're not seeing as much as you could. No, so I know why they're going on strike, and I know what he's saying. I know I know who the hell he's arguing with, Jared. Do you know who's least who's the head of the Screen Actors Guild? Yeah, Fran Drescher. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. Um, but I watched that on a regular internet. But there's a lot of actors, about 90% of the actors that you see on shows are barely making it, and they would like well, to. No. But I mean, that's the the point of acting. You take a job. You know what? So look, when I went in with my screen with Will Smith, old talent agent, and I did a screen test with her, she told me the thing about this business is it's the only business that you could go to sleep poor and wake up a millionaire. And and she said, but also the opposite happened. You go to sleep a millionaire and wake up poor and hungry. I mean, this is not a nine to five job acting, right? Or, 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 or you could you could go to sleep poor and never make it and still be living poor because you just don't make it, even if you make it on a decent show. Or it's not, you it's not a nine to five job, Jared. I mean, I, I if or you, you can know. have the choice, or you can have the choice of being rich the next day and then staying rich. You can't tell no secrets or not. They're gonna shoot you down with a drone. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, Paul Paul, Paul Walker, Walker. R.I.P. Well, no, no. The, the other component to it is, though, is that it's just like anything when the NBA renegotiates with its players. When and and that you know, we had shout out to uh, Quinn, our our friend, who's a who's part of the Writers Guild, um, and she had the option to join the Screen Actors Guild, but she's like, I don't want to pay the fees to get in that, and I'm not. I don't plan on doing a lot of acting, but. You're, this is a union. You're in a union that's there to represent you. When the money continues to grow, like the NFL, the money continues to grow. We got to renegotiate every once in a while with our with our uh, with the NBA. It's a partnership, 50-50 almost, basically, because they know the money's going up. So now we should get more of that pie. So same thing here is that especially as things and, and you know the the minutiae of it, Aaron. I'm sure you've read some about it. Like the money in the in the valuation is still going up somehow. Well, it's but, the streaming. It's they want they want they yes. want more. And so to it's do a new the, realm the that they have. They, they and they're getting to a confrontation point about this new realm that is now being used. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about the money. It's about figuring out how we're going to do it because our old collective bargaining didn't really factor in streaming. Yeah, and moving forward, and so this is this this is where it's like the, the relationship and the business yeah. is evolving. So we but, have, to, but I'm gonna be real. Gonna the the actors are still struggling. They're gonna continue to struggle, no matter how good of a deal they get or not. Yeah. Right? right, the ones who the ones who are striking, like Margot Robbie and people like that, they're they're not gonna struggle. Oh, right. regardless, fine. regardless of whatever the fuck happens. This is how they're gonna get their streaming money. They're gonna have to do this. There's no other way around it. You're gonna have to have advertising. There's no way around. Well, no, that's that's not what the argument's about, though. Pedro. The argument's yeah, about no, residual because see the streaming properties we, like Disney. What Disney did, and the reason why they're pissed at Disney is not because of the money and the the advertising, is because Disney said, you know what, they're a corporation whose job is the bottom line. Bob Iger's job is to represent the company and the shareholders in the bottom line. And what they do is they do what 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 Time Warner or the Warner Discovery did. What they realize is, okay, we merge, we see a lot of like red holes, a lot of red. How do we save money? 
we're going to take these shows off our streaming, right? And some of them weren't even released yet. They took shows that weren't even released yet. So the actors who had deals written out like, okay, if it's streamed this much, you get this much on top of whatever you already been paid for filming, right? They, they never got a dime because they took it off. That's one of the problems is because the streaming service can choose when to take shows off of streaming. And so you're not seeing those residuals or anything like you would and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Advertisement has nothing to do with it. They're just trying to create more. Saying, line. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I'm saying going forward, if you want to keep everybody happy. Yeah, it's a way. We're, it's a way to keep people happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about what happened because I don't understand none of that shit. But, or, that, but or, that's not what they're arguing. I mean, they're yeah. arguing. That's why I wish we stopped. I wish we stopped talking about this on the show. I'm, I'm a nigga. I don't understand shit. What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, I don't understand how business works, how corporations works. Okay, we stop talking about this smart shit. I don't understand it. And then I can up and look like a fool when I can't get no white woman that way. Critical race theory. Can you tell me what that means? And sports news and sports news. Mariah Mills is back at it again. Yeah, I'm glad you're here because she is. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Pedro, this is the kind of nigga shit you was talking about, I think. Let me show me this video. Yep, this is exactly what you can Mariah talk about. You can't get more than that, but Jared, you're right about that. <laughs> After tweeting a 36-hour Twitter rampage, calling him out for being this, that, and the other, and a liar and a cheat, then also posting a week later a pregnancy positive pregnancy test saying, better hope it's not yours, to now she is accusing Zion Williamson of being a domestic abuser. <laughs> Here's the video she posted not too long ago. You guys... I literally did not want to come to the internet and I'm just tired of saving face for this man that's completely disrespecting me to the world and I literally have to take this. Every time I come on the internet, people are bashing me because of this man, literally. And I'm tired of it. He knows, he he said he's gonna send me $62,000. I have yet to receive that since June. I'm literally here, like, he's literally a liar. You guys, everything he says, he's a liar. He's not who he says he is. I literally been saving face. I did not want to come to the world and let you guys know what he has been doing to me in my entire relationship with him. He is a woman beater and the NBA needs to know this. I literally did not want to come to this because I know he has so many endorsements. But Zion Williamson is a woman beater. And the reason he was paying me off is so I won't come to the world and tell everybody. <laughs> All right. You got to play part two. Is that part two? Can't no wait for part two. Man, this, is, this is exciting. Come on. Come on. <laughs> These Twitters going on. Nigga, please. <laughs> that fake try she was doing. I don't know if there was a second video. Aaron, oh, so. man, man. That was she the said she said he beat her. She didn't have to get an abortion because she he beat the baby out of her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was full of it, man. I got hey, is any way we could make her the new NBA mat. The NBA, you know, they were fighting to make Kobe Bryant the new NBA mascot. We need to make Mariah Mills. Mariah huh. Mills, the new NBA mascot. <laughs> I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> this is what happens when you start looking for love outside of porn, Aaron. This is 
This is the whole reason. And she wasn't looking for love. She was looking for a goddamn paycheck. Paycheck. Girl. Yeah, it loves paychecks. So this is this is what I mean. I, I I never take any man or female. I don't care who you are. If you're out there trying to be married and you're a porn star, you a she wasn't trying to get married. She's trying to get paid. Or relationship. Ain't got no problem with trying to get paid. Right. That's what that's what I'm saying. Now now she on Twitter. She on she acting her ass. She acting oh. a damn fool. He should know. Oh, boy. You, you, see, you blaming the wrong person, Pedro. You blaming the porn star. Porn star's a porn uh, star. Yeah, you need to blame, blame his dumb ass. Yeah, I do. I do. He started the whole thing. Just pay the lady up front. If All money. he had to do was pay her and be done. Yes. Make it a business service. That's like everybody. If we go on to the strip club and say, hey, I love you. Here's uh, $20. You start get, stop giving that lady $20. She's going to start looking for her money. It's like an animal. And but Brian Mills, man, this is better than the big three. Remember that first year we started to put the podcast, Jared, and we started it during a summer like this, and it was like a down sports time, and all we really had to talk about was the big three. <laughs> the big three was all we had to talk about. This is bigger than the big three. Mariah Mills is bigger than the big three. She got her own big three, too. She got her own big three, if you think about it. Ooh, Zion know about Mariah Mills' big three. What's her big three? Pedro, you would you would never know because it's 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 too irregular for you. Oh, she does what? Oral, vaginal, and anal. Big three, the big three, Pedro. Why do I smell baby oil? He does irregular, Pedro. <laughs> I didn't know she did anal. I don't know what she does either. I'm just saying. Who knows, man? According to her, her all the tape she got, the footage she got. Who knows? The only time I've seen anything with her in it is what y'all just showed me on this on this show. <laughs> I've never seen her before. She knew more about the Bible than you did, Pedro. I think she went to church. She with sure you. did. She probably did. I'm always be reading the Bible and don't follow none of it. <laughs> what do you guys think uh, is the next step for for our friend uh, uh, Zion Williamson? And will the NBA come down hard on him for being a woman abuser, apparently? Or a woman beater, as Mariah Mills claims. We ain't got no proof of this. <laughs> and not only that, they the the, the what is what do they call them? The, their investigators. They start see they see that video. Everybody and their mama know that video on fake. She had <laughs> one tear rolling. At least put some eye drops in that way. <laughs> I like I like how she she initially rubbed her eyelid like she's wiping a tear off her eyelid. <laughs> And then a moment later, then she goes under her eye and then rubs her where a tear would be coming. I was like, did she forget no. where, where, where a crime forget where from? tears go from? She was like, hey, man. Yeah. No, no, no. She was fixing her makeup first. See, she was fixing this smudge she had. Uh-huh. While she was... The smudge. The smudge behind her glasses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, Aaron, no, is that, me, you know, I see, Aaron, this is why we need to... This is, this is maybe why I don't support, you know, screen actors making more money because, you know... If she had, because you know she probably was trying to make it as a real actress, <laughs> and she couldn't that, cry good. They're like, this bitch can't cry. <laughs> no, no like, yeah, you know, she she can cry like Ben. Cry. She said, like Ben Stiller. And action, oh, you both, baby. <laughs> Erica, give me a bottle of water. You know what it is, Damien? I'm sorry, not to get into his thing, but if I'm crying, should Osiris be crying too? No, it's happy. We're cutting. No, we crying. No, 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 cry. Just call it, man. Hey, Kurt, you, you can cry. Oh, you can cry. Everybody cry. It's just, you know what? You see right how way. agitated he is now? I know. Let's let's make lemonade. Okay. Yeah, she can't cry. So he's like, so she can't cry. And so they basically, you know, saying like, you're not going to make it in Hollywood. And she's like, shit, I still won't be on camera. I guess I got to do porn. And see, Aaron, it worked out better for you. It did. <laughs> I mean, not that she was worthy of watching too much of, but yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you get some of these non-acting women's still got some good looks and they, you know, they 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 find their way to the other type of film other than Hollywood. Hey, man, hey, um, hey, hey, casting couch is the same. If they was getting paid too much to be part of SGA. And they're like, man, I don't matter. I can get paid a lot of money just to be doing these commercials or, you know, make a bit part. You know, I I, I made it on three episodes of Friends and I'm going to be set for life. Then, you know, she might not have been doing porn. Some of these other uh, porn actresses that might have been your favorites might not be doing porn here. Uh, and Aaron's trying to up. union bust so he can maintain the, the come porn on, cover. Come on, you got to be over there because <laughs> union busted. <laughs> I'm about to send you a photo, Jared. This is this is I call this my struggling actress photo right here. You, you go ahead and post it. You go ahead and put it on your screen if you like. Come on, this nigga posted a casting couch. <laughs> a leather couch. And that, uh, that, that's a special, that's a certain casting couch. If anybody watched certain videos, they know exactly which casting couch that is. Is that casting cast is that the casting the couch? couch? That's the casting couch from a casting couch place. From the from the back room casting couch. In other news, speaking of babies, Philip Rivers announced he and his wife Tiffany are pregnant with their tenth child. That puts him only four back of Antonio Cromartie and two back of Nick Cannon. What do you guys think about Philip Rivers putting in that work post retirement? I bet you he does all regular too. All 10 new kids got there in the regular way. He's like, we ain't got time to explore our sexuality, have fun having sex, baby. You about to be pregnant again. <laughs> Keep it efficient. Pregnancy, it, might be like throwing a, it might be like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. Ain't no pleasure. They, they, they went for straight having a kid. That's why I said regular. They, they went for having a kid. I'm going to have to go get, get one of my breakfast sausages and just throw it down my hallway and just imagine Philip Rivers having sex with his wife right now. <laughs> After 11 kids, or 10 kids, good Lord. Aaron, 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 do yourself a little bit better favor. You know, they're not a breakfast sausage. How about, like, at least a, a, a Adele's? Well, I was talking about one of my, like, southern <laughs> breakfasts, like Cajun ones. One about oh, that. No. Okay. Oh, oh, but no, but then I said I'm feeling like, I mean, Philip Rivers is from the south, man. He is from Alabama. He's from Alabama. That's Alabama boy. He's doing Alabama right, though. I tell you that. Him and his wife. He got more kids than he got playoff victories. <laughs> Yeah, he has he has more kids than he has uh, Pro Bowl appearances too. He has more kids than he has playoff touchdowns. Well, maybe if he would have concentrated on the calling goddamn plays, and and maybe he would have beat uh, at least beat Belichick once in the playoffs. He got more kids I, I, than he got I more kids than his. I don't think uh, it was Philip Rivers' fault. The reason why they losing them, they lost because of him. He's trash. He got more kids no. than, than than his Madden mobility rating. Yes, he does. They was more... in all those playoff games that he lost, and that Marty Ball had a lot to do with that. He had more kids than Mrs. Wayans. No, no, no. no. Okay, one of the games. They shut remember... down LT, or they made yeah. it tough on LT. And, you know, saying when you focus on that, and, it, you know, he never had the greatest receiving core, but it's not like he used them. They weren't it's... slouches. He had, he no, had, he had uh, big body. He had big gates. body downfield receivers. He had a lot yeah. of big body receivers. He, he didn't have had route runners. two fourth quarter leagues. It was boned by Marty Schottenheimer. No, one of them. Okay. One of them member Marty Schottenheimer told the cornerback to, if you get interception, go down. He told that cornerback right. footage and the quarterback got interception, mm -hmm. didn't go down, tried to return, even though that league. The one, got right. So the, that was not Marty Ball. The other one, uh, remember, it was one game in which your boy, which McCauley got hear hurt. Michael yell at me about that. One boy, LaDainian Thomason, got hurt. And there was there was a game which Philip Rivers still, he, I mean, he was good enough that he still should have 
He still he could have won one of them at least by himself. He ain't had no arm. That was the problem, really. Like I just saw Patrick Mahomes go out there with one no foot and a big good tight end, an all pro tight end, a Hall of Fame tight end, win the Super Bowl. All I ask Philip Rivers do is to win one game. Yeah, Philip Rivers never had that it factor to take you over the top. And they were right. home field in a few of those games. And he it, didn't it, was, win. it was similar to what you were like. I, he gave me the same vibe, and I always joke around. Shout out to my homie Mike, uh, little Mike out there, because he's he's a he's a Chargers fan. So, you know, he would always be hyped on Chargers. He always texts me when Chargers, Cowboys play, Chargers in the playoffs. But, you know, a similar thing. I feel like the Cowboys and Chargers have had similar, except one's big market and the other one's not so big market, right? But they've had similar yeah. trajectories where they have – Good teams, you know, saying team that with some some Hall of Fame worthy uh, level players on it, and you think, oh man, this team they should get over the top against whatever their foe is, and they always seem to you know flame out spectacularly every year. Every year you think they got a chance, they find a way to to flame out in a way that's just so them, but also so disappointing. Like this I year agree. when the Chargers blew that twenty eight to nothing <laughs> lead in the first twenty eight to like <laughs> six lead to Jack. Uh. Yeah, that, that was happened. hilarious. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys still can't get out of their own way against the 49ers and playing like dog shit against the Niners on offense. And that one falls on deck. But Phil Rivers reminded me of Romo a little bit, where you're we're like, I think he's got the talent to get him over the top. I just need him to do it. I need him to get past that play or get past that team and win that game. And Phil Rivers never did it. And when it fell on him and he had chances to carry the team, he didn't do it the way that you would have hoped. And same thing with Tony Romo. Speaking of NFL, uh, Austin Eckler came out this week um, as he was not happy about his running back value or how running backs are valued in the league and takes offense to the fact that there are third receivers making just as much, if not more, than himself. I got the perfect thing of ice for Austin Eckler, Jared. He said, let's compare. Let's see what the real va- the real value add. Wait, let's see what the real value add to a team is Eckler said in an interview. So you're telling me number three receiver is going to make more than me. And I'm the starter. I'm getting more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. It causes us to, it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, Hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. Um, Saquon Barkley is also on a holdout. And uh, yeah, I got, I got advice for both of them. Yeah. What's that? Go get a job at Foster Freeze. Can a nigga borrow a French fry? <laughs> and if you want to bitch about your money, you should have chose a different position. It's the position you chose. It's the position you was put in. Uh, you didn't have no problem when you was getting 20 carries in high school and playing that position and getting all the love and you off in college and Saquon Barkley at Penn State getting all the love and all that. Austin Eckler, at, where was he, at KK State? No, he was like Eastern uh, Michigan. Uh, he was like a small school dude. He was, well, wherever uh, he at, he was the man on campus. Running backs never had a problem that. Then all of a sudden, when it's time to start making money, they got a problem where, where they position slots into. We should have went out for being a cornerback then. I mean, I, I, he has every right to argue and complain and hold out. It don't mean he's going to get shit. Well, I think, this, I think it speaks to a bigger issue with the NFL. But go ahead, Pedro. Yeah, this is uh, – I actually agree with Saquon Bar- Barkley. The way, the way they use him and his use rate, uh, he is the whole offense and all of the offense. So you need to pay him like it. I know it's not smart. They're going to make him on a – I agree with you, Aaron. I agree with you. Western Colorado. He should ask for the world. He should ask for the world. And he should hold out. Yeah, he should. Dude, the, the quarterback get it, is sorry. 
If he's going to stay there, yeah. I don't know why they paid that fool that that type of money. Daniel Jones? You know what also hurt them was Zeke. I mean, that Daniel Jones money still ain't that much. It ain't one of the higher contracts. It's, it's really yeah. pretty low. I mean, it's, it's yeah, well, in the bigger well, picture, it looks package, good. I but quarterbacks are always going to be the highest paid on the team, even if they're right. shit. I, I get that. This isn't basketball. Package, I would have packaged him and Saquon Barkley to go get a real quarterback. This is New York, baby. This isn't basketball where you got to be on the big stage. This isn't basketball where yeah, your man. best player is going to be your highest paid player. This doesn't work out that way. It's football. I know. It's like Screw baseball. It baseball, if your best player is second baseman, like Jose Altuve was for Houston Astros' best player, but unless you're all world, you're still not going to be like, you might not be your team highest paid player. It still might be a pitcher, or starting pitcher, or or slugger that can hit this. So He's not going to get it either because – his knee's been twisted twice, or his ankle. What, he had a knee surgery. He's Saquon Barkley, and he had yeah, a couple yeah. of ankles. Well, here's ankle. the thing: they franchised him, which means he would be one of the top three running back contracts in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, the problem is, is, is just it's not going to be long term. For one yeah. year, he's going to get paid a lot of money. It's going to what is the franchise for his position? Probably twelve million. Uh, um, the franchise is around ten million, I think. Yeah, for the running back. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's gonna be. He better, he better be happy with the, like I said. He better be happy with the endorsements because he ain't getting nothing else. It's thirteen million, Jared. Franchise running back is thirteen million for one year. So you know, the problem is he probably wants more than that long term, and they're not gonna give it to running no. back. You can't. You can't. You give can't. It you can't. I, like I said, I agree with you, Aaron, but they need to pay him. I hate to say that if they're gonna they pay Daniel Jones, yeah, they're gonna pay him thirteen million dollars. Well, he's not he's not gonna get it, but in in the idea of things, he should get uh, basically what he's asking for. No, Tony Pollard's getting ten million this not year. It's happen. not thirteen million. No, uh, well, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the so, average yeah. is ten million. That's the average of the top three. Um, next year's projection. I'm sorry, you're right. I'm looking at twenty twenty four. Tony Pollard getting ten million. He got franchise tag this he got year. Got franchise. Franchise is ten million. But, you know, NFL, I can understand why players hate the franchise tag, because if you get hurt, you only got that guaranteed money for that one year. Right. Well, this wait, is wait, so is, this leads me Derek to my Henry question. Derek Henry is making 10 million. Nick Chubb is making 10 million. Wait, Saquon th- Barkley is making 10 million. Josh yeah, Jacobs is making 10 million. The whole Joe Mixon is making nine. But when you get franchise player tag, Pedro, you have to be like in the three percent of the highest paid player. No, I understand that. I I didn't know. I didn't know. It's just a very undervalued position now. They need to understand. I don't understand how I'm I'm shocked that my father got 10 million. That's what I'm shocked at. Well, because they franchise and they didn't want to lose in the free agency and they really didn't have (laughs) what else they needed to worry about. So you franchise him. Yes, you overpay him for one year. And plus he's hurt. So here's the good thing is that you'll probably be able to get them next year for probably even cheaper, like maybe like eight or seven million, seven and a half million for two years. You know, you could, they'll probably sign Tony Pollard in the offseason. Let's say he has a good year, but not great, but it's still good. They could probably get him for like something crazy, like 17 million for three years with the third year. What did Ezekiel Elliott get on that second? Contract? That's the last big contract. That's million? The last big running back contract. And that's what I think ruined it for running backs because he got all that money and he slowly – you know, deteriorating. But that had something. This contract here, what was that? Ezekiel? Cocaine and ribs. Ezekiel Elliott's contract. He was getting paid around. He's getting paid yeah, twelve million. But it, so it, it ended up averaging out. 
Yeah, it ended up averaging it out. But yeah, he got twelve million last year because they they backloaded it, so he's gonna get paid more this year. Mm-hmm. So like it averaged out to probably around ten million dollars though. Still, yeah. And I think the issue is, is if you look at some of the highest paid wide receivers, you got Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, all at over twenty million dollars a year. It, for some reason, this this wide receiver salaries does not. I don't know if this is. Hold on, let me look at SportsTrack.com. No, here. no, I, I'm going to SportsTrack right now because oh, I are. was like they didn't. Uh, what wide receiver? Base salaries. So We're gonna go base money. salaries. All right. Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton are all making the most this year. If we want to talk about like all that they're getting paid, like because Devontae Adams got paid. He's the highest paid per year. See, the problem is they all go after that like final big number being high. The problem is they need to let their ego go and stop going after that last big number. Yeah. So Devontae Adams is gonna get paid 26.64 million this year. His base yeah. salary is way lower though. But it's all bonuses right now that are kicking in for him. Yeah. Uh, you got Tyreek Hill at 26 Can million, you? Stephon Diggs at 24, DJ Moore at 20, Amari Cooper comes in fifth at 20, Chris Godwin is at 20, Cooper Cup is at 20, Keenan Allen at 19, Christian Kirk 16.5. Oh, that was the one that set it all off. The reason why all those fools got re signed for higher. Started getting going. Well, him and DJ Moore, yeah, both. Yeah, him and DJ even. Moore contracts. So right. he is. Literally 80% of the offense. He is yes. all they have. No, and I, I think they will, but I think right now one of the tools that the NFL could use that Jerry hates is the franchise tag, right? I'm yeah. not going to stand why Jerry hates it, too. I, I won't argue with that. Though, that well, the you. thing about the franchise tag is that, it, yeah, it doesn't guarantee that player anything. It doesn't give them that long term. And they can be franchised up to three times. It's basically the average of the top five players of your position. Okay. If you get franchised a second year in a row, which a lot of people don't like because they want that long term guaranteed money down the road, stability, it has to be a 20% mandatory increase from what it was previously. So it'd be like 12. So if you get franchised for 10 million next year, if they franchise you again, they'd have to pay you 12 million, right? And then if they do it a third time in a row, then it ends up being a 44% increase according to Sports Tracker. It said that basically you'll have to, instead of it being that 12 million, now it'd be 44% of 12 million added on top of that 12 million. So, so that would the- be. Yeah, I don't know. And the third time million. in a row basically makes you the almost the highest paid player in your position, right? So well, the second time like will this. make you the highest paid. If you're a quarterback, yeah. if you get franchised three times in a row, by next year you'll be making oh you'll be making probably close to fifty million a year. Yeah. Like quarterbacks yeah. is the only position that is really worth being franchise tacked. No, I understand that. I get I get it. Could, yeah, because people somebody will resign right. you. If you're a starting quarterback getting paid that, somebody will be like, Oh, we can fix him and he's serviceable, even if you're ass. Mm-hmm. Because the great thing about quarterback, remember, Kirk Cousins was the only quarterback I know that got franchised two times in a row. And he was pissed about it. But his th- this is the reason why Kirk Cousins had so much guaranteed money come in. He made so much money because that second franchise. And don't forget, every year someone's re-signing a quarterback for more money. right? Yeah. So that yeah. average goes up even higher than the 20%. So Kirk Cousins the next year went made off like a banner. He was always the highest paid because he kept getting franchised. Right. He's, and then watch he was like afford 30, to do it a third time. Yeah. Her cousins ending with like 200 million franchise uh, guaranteed money. I, I can yeah. appreciate Marquise. I mean, uh, I can appreciate Eckler's gripe because you have guys like on the likes of Marquise Brown, Alan Lazard making $12 million a year, Hunter Renfro making 11.5, Michael Gallup 11.3, Jacoby Myers is making $11 million. So you got guys that are literally not good. <laughs> that are yeah. mediocre at bed. Juju Smith hey, Dante Johnson last year. Making 10 million. Marquez Valdez Scanlon <laughs> made nine million dollars. Yeah, that's way too much money. 
Okay. Tim Patrick, 8.5. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 8.23 million a year. Wait a minute. Why does Tim Patrick make Quentin Johnston? It was on his team, is making eight million dollars a year. Quentin Johnson was balling at the end of the year. Well, regardless, you got guys that are your third yeah. receivers making more than him. Yeah, but I don't know. What, what did you have uh Saquon Barkley's stats? That's all I was asking. His stats this year, games he played 16 games, 10 touchdowns, 4.4 yards, uh, average attempt, 82 yards a game. And then Receiver. he had targets. He averaged he had 76 targets and 57 receptions for 338 yards this year. How many but, oh he didn't have no receiving touchdowns? I thought he had six receiving touchdowns. No, he didn't have any receiving touchdowns. I thought he might sure have. Sure did. I thought, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I was saying. Actually, no, you, you can't pay him. I thought he had receiving, but he he, he does have receivability, but it's. So no, it's, it's, Pedro, it's, see, I thought it was higher. So no, he's the not. Problem is Pedro running back, especially the way they play running no, backs now. I, I, the way the NFL just, is now, he has like two more years. Probably two more years solid. Yeah, he'll probably have two solid years at the top of his prime. At 20, that's it. Twenty-six. He's not getting paid. He doesn't. I thought he had more. Uh, receiving yards. I think it's hard because teams just started really gearing up against him and just being yeah, like, watch him on the run. If it's a play action, still keep watching him. <laughs> 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 that's why Daniel Jones got off because Daniel Jones was scrambling well, he him still and had running. Seven catches. He just he kept getting hit on the catch. That's over. That's over. That's over three a no game. Wide. They had no wide receivers either, Jared. They had no wide receivers. No, they had terrible. He, he had almost four catches a game. He had like three and a half catches a game. Which is the team in catches and receptions, right? Click on the NYG to the left next to the 25 years of age. I want to see the team stats. You got to scroll down. Saquon Barkley had 57. He left the team in receptions, too. He tied him and Richie James. Who's the other person? Richie James. Yeah, he tied the team in recession. So he does deserve. He deserves. He deserves. He's I'm saying he deserves. He, he deserves it, but if, I, if I'm making that decision, I can't pay him. I would make him one of the highest paid. I mean, but the thing is, the tools that the team has is that we can franchise him this year, and he'll be one of the highest paid running backs. But they have they have other weapons now. They they have then they get they got a wide receiver and they got uh, the tight end. So well, they got the tight end from the Raiders, but he well, he was already under contract. They don't have to worry about that. Uh, who else? Who wide receiver did they get? I thought they picked up one of those. They guys. traded away Kadarius Tony midseason. They had the guy. <laughs> he went to uh, Super Bowl. Kenny Galladay, they signed. It was paying like eight, nine million dollars a year to be their star receiver that the coaching staff came in and said, you're not part of our plans. And he had a bad attitude. So they like basically benched him essentially. Um, and then when he finally got a chance to play, he, he caught a ball and then fumbled. So it's like, all right, back to the bench. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I, I lie, but that's funny. My, I guess my question is, should the NFLPA go to bat for running backs and, you know, make a special, you know, provision or stipulation for running backs so that they are, you know, more adequately compensated in their shorter time that they have to be in the league? Or is this something that, that the NFLPA should step up and start, you know, saying arguing for running backs um, and our running backs don't need to like stage their own strike maybe? <laughs> I mean, the, the the PA should do something. It's their they job. should have a running backs guild. <laughs> it's like the art of running back. It's their job. They should do something. It's just because teams can be carried by a running back. Running backs like they're like the the game. Football is a game that's predicated off the running game. That is like the most consistent thing. Like you want to say, man, we love our pies. And but what's your staple pie? Apple pie is like running back is like the apple pie of of football, right? It's the it's the thing that is synonymous that made, you know, the whole artistry of making pies, the whole artistry of football grow into what it is now where it's more of a passing game. 
but there's still teams that run the ball. There's still teams that are successful that certain players that carry the load for a team for an entire season, pretty much, a la Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler last year. Although, you know, people say that Herbert had a good season. Eckler was the engine that made everything kind of work with his versatility and all his touches and his effectiveness to be able to run between the tackles that people didn't think he could do. Yeah, it just sucks that they played his position. It's undervalued now. It's crazy how it's become undervalued, but it is also one of the things where it's like, yeah, like there is a quick drop off with running backs. Usually by year, if it's not by year four, <laughs> it's year six. Um, yeah. And it's fa- it's a fast drop off. So there's always guys coming out in the draft that are always young, coming out young, bursty, you know, n- not as much wear and tear guys. So it is unfortunate because that that grown man strength doesn't work for for running back. Grown man burst. Uh, doesn't exist. I think grown man burst is a is not a good thing. That's usually where where the burst lessens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the problem, man. Like I said, man, the union should fight for him. I don't know if it worked, but they should try. I saw somebody saying that should running should running backs get shorter initial contracts, and I was like, that would maybe make sense. That would actually be interesting. That's what if, I thought they should, and that's that's what they should fight for. You're right. Whoever said that, that's rookie smart. contracts. Uh, shout out to Benchwarmer Ben on Instagram. He has some good content. I saw him mention it. I was thinking it before I saw him mention it, but uh, but yeah, I'll give him credit. Anyways, uh, not so yeah, he mentioned it in one of his little videos where he's like, uh, what about shorter contracts? And like, good luck with that. Not gonna happen. But I think that would be a, an interesting thing. Like running backs get a three-year contract instead of the rookie minimum of four and give them that extra year to, you know, get out and make some free agent money um, potentially or make teams have to, you know, commit. All right, let's get to Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment in the show where everyone gets a chance to rank, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. We're burning out. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to uh, uh, just NBA and NBA players, one in particular, Brandon Miller. But it's, it seems to be the attitude of the NBA. Uh, Brandon Miller was on a podcast in which he had to, uh, he was, they were playing a game with him and he had to like choose or draft a team and they'll just put up like random players, like two random players and he'll choose one of them. And it got to Chris Middleton against a guy that I have no idea who the other guy is. And he didn't know who it was. And he goes, oh, I don't know who. And Brandon Miller says that if you don't know who Brandon Miller is, he's a number two. He's a number two pick in his past NBA draft for Charlotte Hornets. He was also the college player of the year, University of Alabama. Also, Malika's uh, Malika's Andrew's uh, favorite player to this at the wrong time to bring shit up. Um, but he uh, <laughs> he didn't know. Chris Middleton was one of the players against like some white guy that I've never seen either. And he's like, uh, well, I don't know who neither one of these guys is. Uh, I, I guess I'll take the small forward as my draft. It was Chris Middleton. And so, and so a lot of people have just been trolling Brandon Miller on Twitter after that and all that. So he comes out to respond to Twitter and says, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't sit here and watch basketball all day. I got a life. I don't know who every player is. I know the tight players. I know the number one players in the league. He goes, I know the the, the GOAT players. I know PG, 
Steph is somebody else he named. He said Paul George. Yes, he did. Chris Middleton came out and said, oh, he don't know who I am. He goes, he shouldn't know who I am because I'm his ceiling. He'll be lucky to have my career, right? He said he think he got Paul Paul George game. Go call him your goat. Let me tell you something. You ain't got no game like Paul George. You ain't got the athletic ability of Paul George and the body ability of Paul George. He went off and he said, I'm going to like the boy for 50 when I get there. I'm happy Chris Middleton said that we need more of this in basketball. We need people being mad at each other. I like the fact they get along, but basketball, it ain't a contact sport. I like to watch football players at the end shake hands, tell each other good job tell each other stay healthy i like watching that today because they actually go out there and try to hit each other hard for 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 three hours what i don't like is basketball which is not that much of a contact sport and everyone's act like they're like all gonna go out for dinner and and go over and play and have a tea party together so i like what chris middleton said but it also gives to brandon miller cutty corner goes out to brandon miller and the new age nba players you don't watch basketball this is supposed to be a dream of yours this is supposed to be what you want to do. And you don't know who Chris Middleton is. He's not a slouch now. You know who LeBron is. You know Steph. But Chris Middleton is a player that you should know. You should watch enough basketball that you know who he is. That's like me saying, oh, I watch. Oh, yeah, I'm a baseball fan. If I was a, a, a MLB draft pick and then and they did the same thing to me and I don't know who Atani is. It's like, maybe it's not that level, but you know what I'm saying? It's a great player level. It's, it's, and it's basketball. You see their face. It's one thing if it was a football player who wear helmets all day or, or a ba- baseball player who wear a hat. You, you can see who he is. It makes no sense, dude. Brandon Miller, you already didn't have the greatest of summer leagues, and now you're doing this. I don't hang out with him. I work with him, and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. I don't mess with him, baby. That's not me. Pedro, do you have a Cuddy Corner shout out? Yeah, I do. Uh, I sent you guys a video of the release of the model, the new Model 3, the Tesla. So my Cuddy Corner shout out goes out to Elon Musk. He was, and Elon Musk fans. I'm need to say, Elon Musk came out and said, hey, we got this new product. We're cheerleading it. Um, he needs he needs to promote it, and he did a great job, right? No, he didn't. You know what he talked about instead of this car, the internet. Because I don't understand him, I'm gonna take him as disrespect. Watch your mouth. He talked about all the stuff that was going on on Twitter, all the stuff that was going on in the world, all the stuff that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Everything now. The only smart thing he talked about was um, finances. He sees the future, and that's why they were lowering their prices uh, on their on their, on their uh, new model lineup. He's trying to get lower prices because he knows he's, he sees the struggle in the, in the future. He knows people don't have any money, and he is smart for that. They they are Tesla is leading the way and trying to make as best as they can make the electric car affordable. Okay. As best as they can. Electric cars are not affordable. They can't be. There's no possible way they can be. All right. No infrastructure. So everything's going to be expensive. But instead of him talking about that, and all those um Kool-Aid drinking fans were sitting out there cheer, cheering them on, leading them on. He talked about the internet, just like Jared. He was talking about, hey, uh, 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 uh. 
uh, whatever Joe Rogan, whatever that dude was on Joe Rogan and saying that I was using African labor uh, to make batteries. Uh, 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 that's not true. That's not true. We only use uh, 5% of uh, lithium and the rest comes from, um, I'm talking like, you know, months, by the way, the rest comes from uh, 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 nickel. It's nickel hydrate and hydride. And we, 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 we don't use um, uh, uh, lit, lit, lithium. That nigga sound like Magic Johnson. Have you? I never heard Elon. I never really sat and heard Elon Musk do a uh, or or talk or or be in front of a crowd like that. I never really paid attention to it. But I'm like, oh, this dude stutters. Uh, it's not that he has a stutter. He has a meandering mind of what he's trying to express. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because yeah, he can't focus. He can't focus on one thing. Yeah, uh, you know. No, I think it's one of those things where everything what... else but the car. Yeah, he's he's one of those people. He said he was on the autism or he had Asperger's, right? He said he was on the spectrum. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know he was on the spectrum, I, and I see it. It's unclear if he's like self-identifies as being on the spectrum. I think that. he, I think he diagnosed himself potentially, but I think also he is one of those people who really was never popular uh, for whatever reasons. Oh, for whatever reason. And now he's like, I'm the richest man. I want to be like his his avatar is like him wearing an Iron Man outfit on on his Twitter and shit like that. He wants to be Tony Stark. He wishes he could be a Playboy, <laughs> yeah, billionaire, like you know, leading the world in technology. And he's not. You're you're not a Marvel character. You're not. A- <laughs> no. And it was a trip. No, no, my second uh, part of that is to the fans. It, it, Look, you're there to to see what new product he's coming out with. Instead of that, they was there for the sermon he was preaching about the Internet, about agreeing with them on his social views. No, you should be there for the technology, not believing the man is a, is some type of prophet from planet Jupiter. This this is not what this is. For y'all to be out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's wrong with society. I guess everybody needs uh, somebody to lead them. You know, this is why you're so popular. This is why Obama's so popular. This is why Elon's so popular. It just seems like they're default. Everybody needs somebody to lead them somewhere. And having Elon do it, uh, man, y'all y'all barking up the wrong tree because his diesel trucks, or I'm sorry, his Class A trucks don't even work. They're supposed to be moving America next. He can't keep him off a tow truck. So pay attention to that, all you followers. Now we're here for another installment of Mr. Varnado's Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Brandon's got some neighbors. Could would you? Could you shit in my yard? Oh yes. Won't you be my nigga? Taco Pablo is here. TP. I get excited whenever TP here. What's Brandon, up, y'all? I'm always excited to see Brandon. Taco Pablo is in the house. Hey, Taco Pablo, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Oh, man. Um, well, actually, I was talking to Aaron about this. Uh, it was last week or the week before. I went to this uh, Boomerang Festival here in Boone, North Carolina, which is Western North Carolina, in the mountains where App- Appalachian State is. Uh, fun fact about Appalachian State. Uh, the population of, uh, of Boone is about 18,000. 
the the student population is 22,000. So when school's in session, it is <laughs> mostly people under 21. Uh, so we go there. It's uh, like the for one of the first one of their first festivals in the summer to kick off the summer. So we get there. And like my wife Nicole comes up to me, is like, "There's not a lot of complexion here," and so like that just changed my whole perspective. The first like ten minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun. There's a bunch of bands. There's a bunch of food. This is gonna be tight." And so Nicole, I see like, a not- beautiful white people and a tall Negro. <laughs> there's there's not a lot of complexion. Here. I was like, "Dude, there's no complexion here. There's all white people here. Just not a one." And so I said the first hour, like, dude, a Mexican, uh, Asian person, Indian person, anybody, <laughs> show your like, face, <laughs> anybody, nothing. <laughs> and then, man, it would have been happy with an albino alligator. Dude, I would have been happy with anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get like weird looks or anything like that, but it was like, I once, once uh, Nicole said that, I was like, oh my gosh, where the hell are we right now? Because <laughs> like, because there's only this two lane highway in and out of this this part of the town we're in, and I was like, "What is, <laughs> what is happening?" Oh, uh, and so, so we go through there, and then I keep the only I saw four people, four black people that whole day, uh, and I saw a bunch of Mike Trico black people, which <laughs> <my> black people. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so not really sure like the kind of people no, kind of black no, people that say look I'm half Irish or something like that if I hadn't read that article in Vanity Fair on anger management I'd put away this guava mango broccoli smoothie and put my foot in your patootie now maybe you guys don't like the new me but I don't give a gosh darn for all I care you can all get the bejeebies out of here now if you excuse me I must be going Frazier's on but everyone <laughs> Uh, I was like, I was telling Aaron, I was like, I saw four black people. Two of them were talking to the police. Now, mind you, they should have been talking to the police the way they were fucking acting, but <laughs> it was not so well with me. But it did make me appreciate the diversity of Caucasia as a, as a whole. There was every type of white person you could think of, right? There was like the white people who dress up, but they were basically wearing hiking clothes. There were the white people, tech bros. Who were like who were obviously microdosing throughout the day. They're bikers. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were all, all like some college kids. They were the athletes. There were the there were the nerds who were there was the uh, there was the white people who don't who white women who don't shave their legs. There was the yoga moms, there was soccer moms. Some of uh, my favorite kind. I'm hairy, I'm hairy <laughs> white people. There are white people who are overalls, not ironically. There are people who <laughs> there's the white people who don't wear shoes. Oh, I was gonna ask for the beautiful white woman that walks around barefoot on a hot cement. <laughs> there's, the, there's the white people with dreadlocks. It was quite an array of diversity with them. Some of some of favorite did white you ones. did you see the vexing ones that have hairy armpits but shaved legs? <laughs> Oh, so tasty! <laughs> yeah, this is very yeah. It felt it felt like I was out of the country, really, man. I felt like I was visiting somewhere I wasn't really supposed to be. Oh, and this is Boone, North Carolina. You said this is Boone, North Carolina. North Carolina is a hub. <laughs> North Carolina is kind of like if it weren't for West Virginia, y'all would be the Florida of the of the mid central South. <laughs> <It wasn't. laughs> 
Uh, you know, no, as somebody put it, we're the north south of the south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. yeah, man. So, so my my credit card shout goes out to that festival. Whoever's the diversity, diversity and inclusion uh, lead on that, just re- really dropped the ball this year. Like, I really need you to find, I need you to find out how their Juneteenth uh, celebration went. <laughs> so, so my question is, Brandon, are you going to be like real, real, like starting to like really vet some of these events you go to? It's so, so that's the thing about all these festivals. There's so many festivals to do, and there's so many things to go to, right? Uh-huh. But you don't know who it's marketed towards. It's like I'm having a hard time figuring out who some of these events for, right? So, like here where I live in Durham, there's a Durham Central Park, right? So it's where most of the big like events that are gonna happen in town happen there, right? One weekend it might be the Taste of North Carolina, and it'll be like 80% white people there. Next week, go. It might be the Taste of the South Festival, and it'll be all black people there. And I'm not sure <laughs> what is it about the flyer, <laughs> the promotion team. That I was there some code that. out there that you ain't catching. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta look at the, the yeah the outer lining of the of the flyer is like whatever. Right. <laughs> the outer lining is red. No right. about. It it might be a, here, I, might, I might not be using the QR code for colors only, but I don't know. What kind of <laughs> language do they use on the flyer? Do they use like proper spellings with extra exclamation points and other like a capitalized random letter in the beginning? Because that'd be an Asian <laughs> festival. Come on. <laughs> 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 well, so there's the there's the there's the uh, there's the Bembe Festival, right? Which is obviously a black festival, right? This past year they had like uh, they had like P.D. Pablo and all the North Carolina people doing their thing out there. But that was very obviously black because you saw the flyer and it was in like the red, black, and green, and, and like all the African prints. So you're like, okay, this is who this event is generally for. But another one. <laughs> Might have those same colors, but they use a different font, and that's an all-white festival. So you got to really know. So I've gone to um, just asking people around me if they're going or not, if they're interested. <laughs> go ahead. <Yeah. laughs> the white people are interested. Go ahead. <laughs> then I know it's a white event. If the black people I know <laughs> are coming, <laughs> are interested in going, then I know it's a black event. But there's something unspoken that I'm not catching on here. <laughs> And I feel like I feel like if I don't like really work at it, I'm not gonna figure it out. Like we're going, we're going to the reenactment. Yeah, when we have Bo Naylor. Come on, <laughs> go, go. Brandon gonna go to lynching reenactment festival. Like, oh, oh shit! No, dude, it's it, no, it's weird down here in the south because like they don't like really tear down buildings. Like we don't have like they don't have like earthquakes or whatever, right? So they don't have to tear down super old buildings to retrofit them or some shit like that. So I was at the uh, we went to a comedy show last night, like the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me NPR show. Very NPR crowd. No, that's not the thing. But on the second floor, they have all the old signs up and like the history of the building or whatever. And there's a big sign that says, hey, the second balcony used to be for colors only. Here's the newspaper clippings. Here's a picture of all the black people, <laughs> picture of black people who were segregated up here. And his picture of the white people down front. <laughs> and I was like, huh. <laughs> y'all just walk by y'all just put this up willingly like y'all just <laughs> set this out <laughs> for everybody to see at this theater where everybody comes here to see this <sighs> the segregation history <laughs> just out here on display and i was like well now i can't even sit up here no more now i can't be cheap and sitting on the balcony <laughs> sitting on the balcony <laughs> <laughs> now i gotta get four seats
Hey, what episode number was that show? What show? The one with Nathan and Jesus. I'm trying to find it. Uh, no, it's called About Last Night. Oh. I remastered it it's somewhere. 423, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I give a special shout out to some of these titles of our episodes? I'm trying to look for an episode. And Jared, man, some of these titles are hilarious. It's just crazy. It's no wonder why we can't get picked up by 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 Fox or anything when you got a title called Coon Team Holiday Sales Event. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was the, it was the Zionists. It was the Coon Team Holiday Sales. It was the Juneteenth. Everything was that ice cream. They had everything was Juneteenth was being propagated as a marketing campaign similar to Pride. So I was like, hey, you man. got one called the Holy Fields of 9-11. Jerry, we're never going to get to go. These oh, because we were talking about Evander. Ho- I spelled it like Holyfield. Evander Holyfield. It was the Holy Field. Yeah, you know these people are ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at so many times, dude. Some of the names could be a little bit brash, but they're all they all are plays on words on topics that were spoken upon during the podcast. <laughs> I saw these titles. I mean, oh no, Sally Brown. My favorite was uh, "Nigga, my... Negro, and Necromancer." <laughs> Theodosia Six Sense. Of course, that's one of your favorite titles. That's a good one. The Not White Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, that was the yeah. we argued about the Hall of Fame, and you we are arguing about the not white guy as the head coach, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> I mean, you got some you got some standards, you know, like ca- Cowboys, Cowboys and Raiders all seasonings. Yeah, Coach mm-hmm. K, CCSO. I don't even know what the CC Cutty Corner shout out. Yeah, it was a Cutty Corner shout out. That's just extra. Steph Clay and Dre and playoff pool. That's a good one. <laughs> some of them, Jared, just like good lord, good lord. Buffalo Brady's critical race theory. Mm-hmm. You ever been to Buffalo Brady's? <laughs> All NBA Ray Pride. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Ray Pride. That was when the Tampa Bay Rays players were like, I believe in Jesus. I don't want to wear the decal. I don't I don't see it on here, Jerry. He has a hundred episodes. Percocet and a slice of irregular sex is a title branded. <laughs> Percocet and a slice of irregular sex. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Y'all never paid attention to the titles. I've never paid attention to titles, even though no, I, I, I have. I have them on my. Uh, I got you. I got a saved on a, our Google Pod, so I see all the titles. Call a crackhead. That's a good one. Mister Fernando neighborhood haircuts. <laughs> Come on, Jared. Kanye's Clay Clin. Clay Kiln. Kiln. Doctor Umar's modern warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't see the 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 one that I'm looking for, Jared. It's not uh, on here. Only last night, uh, it should be on there because I could have sworn I. They only put a. They only let you cycle through a hundred. Uh, what number uh, you said it was? It's episode four twenty three. Let me put that in the search. Four twenty three, and it's titled about last about night. last night. Last time I put in about last night, it gave me Bill Simmons. Nope, it's not giving me anything. If you go to Podbean, it's there, huh? Maybe yeah, I you saved make me it. Some shit I ain't going to, Jaren. It's on Google. It's on Google. No, but yeah. he's he's on the he's on the iTunes one. That's no. Nah, I'm gonna have to look at a Google then. Here, I'll send it to you. I got it right now. Yeah, send it to me. Because I'm trying to send it to people. Oh, that episode? they wanted to hear that one. Oh Jesus! 